Uh, congregation, you can stand and sing this with us. Uh, amen. Oh, come, all 
you faithful. Love this song. One of my favorite Christmas songs. Let's stand all over the house today. And let's worship the Lord this morning. Oh! 
one more. Amen. Oh, come, let us adore Him. That's uh, That'd be a good song, not just for Christmas, but at all times of the year. Amen. He's Christ, not just at Christmas, but uh, amen, every single day in our lives. He is our Savior. Amen. And we ought to celebrate and worship Him for who He is and what He's done for us. Amen. Good to see you uh, today in the Lord's house on this um, uh, Sunday before Christmas. Of course, this is an unusual year as Christmas does fall on Sunday, but uh, amen, we're a week away from from Christmas Day. So um, how many of you have got all your Christmas shopping done? Raise your hands. A few, amen. Uh, how many of you um, haven't even started yet? Raise your hand. Yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. How many of you aren't going to do any Christmas shopping this year? Amen. I saw Brother Lyle raised his hand, said he'd got it all done, and then he raised his hand, said, uh, "Amen." He wasn't going to do any. So praise God. That's the smart. That's a smart guy right there back in the corner. Can I get a witness? Amen. A man has to be prayed up, and uh, better make sure that, um, uh, Amen. He's in fellowship with the Lord before he goes out Christmas shopping. Amen. Because if anything will put you in the flesh. It'll be to that right there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But uh, it is good to see you today. And uh, boy, I tell you, the Lord is good to us, Sydney Church. And uh, boy, just that we'd be able to gather uh, in this warm sanctuary. Amen. Uh, it's getting ready to turn cold outside. Can I get a witness? And they're even talking about maybe some white stuff. Uh, amen. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't bother me one bit if it snowed two feet. Uh, and 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 we're just all shut in and can't go nowhere Christmas Day. Uh, amen. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Uh, I'm getting ready to split the church wide open. Hallelujah. But uh, amen. Uh, we'll just see what God has in store. Amen. But uh, I do appreciate you, and 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 we do it here at United Baptist Church. Want to wish every everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, and uh, again, I don't like to say Happy Holidays. But it's Merry Christmas, amen, because without Christ, there is no such thing as, as Christmas. Jesus is the meaning of the season, amen, the reason for the season. All right, just by way of uh, prayer request, we're going to have a special Christmas um, program. Is that the way to put it? Oh my goodness, well, it, you know, we like to do things just kind of sporadically around here, spontaneously. And um, we're going to do something tonight. Now, how it turns out, if it doesn't turn out right, you blame Pam and Grace. Amen. I had absolutely nothing to do with it, okay? 
But we are going to have uh, just um, some type of Christmas program tonight. You say, preacher, how many times have we practiced? Zero. All right. So, uh, so that tells you where we're at. So what I need from you is uh, if you're in the choir, we need you to be here this afternoon, if possible, by about four o'clock. And if four's too early for you, just the sooner the better. We need you here. Uh, as we run through some of these songs, we're going to have some scripture reading and different things. And then, kiddos, uh, I believe some of you have been practicing. Uh, amen. We're going to sing at least one Christmas song with the kiddos. So if you're a kid and you want to sing uh, in the in the children's choir, whatever you want to call it, be here about five this evening. Okay? All right? So choir members, be here at four. And uh, kiddos, be here at five, and we'll uh, we'll run through this program. We'll just see what God would have it to be, amen. If He shows up, and if His presence is with us tonight, then it'll be worth it all, amen. So I uh, want to invite everybody to come out and be a part of that. Um, let me just share a couple other things. Um, I need some help as um, we have, uh, we'll be picking up our... our um, fruit baskets tomorrow afternoon and throughout the remainder of the week we're going to be uh, delivering these fruit baskets to our shut-in widows and shut-in and um, you know there's some that I'm I myself definitely want to 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 take but there's a few that I that I regularly visit that some of you could help me with and make my job a whole lot easier amen so you just pray about how you could be a help for that uh, schedule for Christmas Day. Uh, we're going to try to make it as easy as possible for you. Um, amen. There will be no Sunday school on Christmas Day. There will be no evening service on Christmas Day. We're going to have one worship service Christmas morning. We're going to start at 1045. Uh, amen. Uh, give you Try to give you as much time as we possibly can to open up your gifts, spend time in the morning with your family. Uh, amen. Don't want to keep you too late. Going to do our best to get you out by 12. Uh, amen. If possible. Uh, I may not even preach that day. Hallelujah. You say, preach. if we're going to get out of 12, you can't preach. Hallelujah. But uh, amen. Come and let's, let's, let's worship Jesus and celebrate Christmas uh, on His day. Now, if you can't be here, we're not going to kick you out of the church. Amen. Just use your own wisdom and discernment. Uh, but we're going to do our best to worship the Lord on Christmas morning. Uh, do remember that. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. What am I missing? All right. Whatever it is, I guess it's not important, right? Okay, by way of prayer requests, let's continue to remember uh, uh, Kenny Thacker in prayer. Uh, everything's still going Okay, all right. He was hoping to come home today, but uh, they're going to have to send him home with oxygen temporarily, so it will be tomorrow before he gets to come home. So I'm sure he's not pleased with that, but God's got a plan. Amen. Continue to remember Matt Cutchall uh, and, and uh, that family in prayer. Remember them. Uh, pray for Gary and Francis Gridley. I've talked to them this week. Uh, they especially need our prayers Continue to remember Bob Price and Miss Pat. We need to pray for them. Uh, Otis, I talked to Otis yesterday. 
I could tell a little difference in Otis's voice yesterday as, uh, amen, Christmas coming up, and I think it's setting in with him that he's not going to be with his family. So let's especially pray for him as well as his mom and dad. Uh, amen. Uh, that's going to be a tough time for them. Continue to remember Miss Grace as she's sick today. Remember her in prayer. Uh, continue to remember uh, Sam and Barbie uh, in prayer also, recovering from illness. Uh, amen. Remember LV. Uh, Dad and I took LV to breakfast yesterday morning, and we had a good time with him, but he you can just tell he just still doesn't know what to, to do with himself. Bless his heart. So continue to remember LV in prayer, and I'm sure that's going to be a tough time uh, during the holidays. Lyle, how's your mom doing? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, remember Miss Linda Coggins, uh, when's your surgery scheduled? Amen. Well, better better late than never, right? Remember Miss Linda in prayer. Uh, continue to remember the Elliott family. Remember um, uh, May and Mark and that family in prayer. Um, remember the, the Felton family, uh, also remember them in prayer. So many that have, that have experienced loss, uh, the Stafford family, remember them. Remember, um, Teddy Hawk also, uh, Lyle, how's he doing? Amen. As uh, again, uh, Teddy Hawk had a stroke uh, uh, night before last, so remember him in prayer. And we've got just uh, many others also, but I'll give you an opportunity to add any requests that you might have at this time. Oh no! Sure do hate to hear that. The Herschel Thompson family. Somebody else? Continue prayer for Sam and Barbie. Apparently Sam was getting better, but then he started working. Yes, 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 yes. I called him the other day and he was uh, putting uh, floor molding down. So uh, probably not a good thing when you're trying to recover from the flu. Amen. Somebody else today? What's that last name, Jeannie? Croy. Okay. Yes, remember this. Uh, what a tragedy. Just don't have the words to explain it. Go ahead, Robert. Amen. Amen. Young man named Schuyler that's struggling. And remember Robert's aunt's family is... We had the privilege of attending that service yesterday. Amen. Uh, somebody else? Thale Metcalf. Somebody else?
almost 90 days past their stem cell transplant. Supposed to be in the hospital for 100 days at, at least. But, uh, they told her she'd come home for Christmas and have to come back. But uh, now they're telling her that she can come home for Christmas and she doesn't have to come back. So it's just a tremendous praise. Amen. For a miracle. Amen. We've been praying for uh, Crystal Dewey's for some time now, and the um, Lord's intervened and performed a miracle. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Other prayer requests today? Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Amen. Amen. Remember Tyler and his ongoing situation. Amen. God's able. Uh, praise the Lord. Somebody else this morning? Well, that's true. Well, that's true, Jeannie. Well, that's great. That's great to hear, yes. Um, and I do want to say this, too. We want to thank God. Of course, we, we announced uh, Sunday, last Sunday, about uh, Ava uh, getting saved. Uh, amen. And then uh, a couple of Sundays... Ago, uh, where's there she is? Yes, uh, Amen. Sweetheart got saved. Amen. Raise your hands, darling. Amen. There you go. That's right. Yes. There's a, so. And then Wednesday night, uh, Laney got saved. Raise your hand, Laney. Amen. And then we had another one of our children give their heart to Jesus. So, uh, isn't that wonderful? Amen. Let's, yes, let's give the Lord a hand. Uh, praise God. And uh, amen. A lot of times these adults, they become stubborn. And, the, the, you know, the truth of the matter is the older a person gets and the longer they wait to get saved, the less of a likelihood there is that they will call upon Jesus. So, amen. We need to, we need to rejoice in that, that God's still saving uh, souls here at our church. Amen. To God be the glory. Any other prayer requests today? Yeah, go ahead, Michelle. Pray for the overcomers and those who have Amen. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Unspoken requests by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones we need to remember. Amen. Remember the, uh, the unfortunate, the homeless. Uh, pray for pray for those those in the nursing home, those that are in, in the hospitals, 
And boy, just a lot of, lot of people that uh, the holidays are not a time of, of joy, but a time of, of heartache. And uh, we need to remember them in prayer. We'll gather around the altar and we'll bring these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats. While you're coming, I do remember the last announcement. And that is that we will have a special gift for every person here at the church at the end of the service. So don't leave, leave service today without getting your, your gift from the church. Skylar, would you lead us in prayer, brother? God, we do thank you, Lord, today for this uh, privilege we have to come into your presence and, Lord, just to uh, worship you and uh, celebrate uh, who you are and what you do for us, God. And, uh, God I pray, God, that you would just uh, have to put it away in our hearts, God, today and what is here in this Christmas season. God, so many times, Lord, we just uh, go through the motions, God. God. So I pray that we will take time this year to, uh, to reflect, God, on who you are and what you do for us. Lord, I pray for the beginning the end, Lord, that your presence might be with us. Lord, I pray, Father, that, God, that you just might help us, God, to Follow the example, God, set the scriptures, God. Lord, I pray, cleanse us from all sins, Lord, anything in our hearts. Lord, I pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, today, Father, that you would just, Lord, give us a pure heart, clean hands, Lord, a mind that's fixed on me. So many distractions, God, in our world, Father. God, I pray that you help that, Lord, not to let us. Be robbed of our joy, God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, I pray for you so the offerings of prayers, where the preaching as it goes all around it, Father, Lord, just bless you, God. God, I thank you for that. Father, anyone that I just pray, God, you continue to order, God, in prayer. God, you remove any distraction in the service, God, this morning. Pray, God. In my life, God, 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 Lord, I pray nothing in this service, Lord, God, would hinder the grace the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, Lord, uh, God, I pray nothing to grieve the Holy Ghost this morning. Lord, I pray, God, God, I just pray, Father, uh, Lord, that you'd have your will and have your way. Speak to hearts and lives, God, that are here. Those listening by way of live stream, God, I pray that you'd speak to their hearts as well. Save that one. It's lost and unknown on its way to hell. God, I beg you, Father, would you come by? Lord, sweep by their heart, Lord, and convict the Father. 
May they call upon you for salvation, Lord. I pray for families, God. That's lost loved ones this week, God. I pray for the Heather Croy family, God, her friends. God, so tragic, so sudden. God, so. God, just so. Unsettling, God, to thank you for that condition, Lord, in that family. God, I pray for those two little babies, God. Lord, I pray that you be with them, Lord. God, Help I pray, us, Lord, Father, for those that are unfortunate, God, those that may not have a place to call for, God, those that may not have food on the table, yes, Lord, God, I pray, Father, Lord, would you bless them, God, I pray for them little youngins, Lord, and their hosts, God, I'm telling Father there, Lord, uh, many uh, God didn't choose that, not, uh, Lord, but uh, have been given that. Yes. Lord, I just pray, Father, would you uh, meet the needs of their life. Thank you, God, for such an establishment, Lord, as that. And, Lord, I pray, God, yes. that you just move in their lives, Lord, as a prayer. Thank you for our young people, Lord. Thank you for those, uh, God, that you uh, spoke to their heart. God, saved their soul. And, Lord, I thank you, Father. Still saving, oh, uh, Lord. Young people still saving old sinners, God. Yes. Uh, you're still in the saving business, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to do what only you can. God will praise you for all you yes. do in Jesus' yes. name. All right, we will have our uh, Sunday morning offering. If we could have a couple of kids, there's one. There's two, amen. All right, kiddos. All right, Anthony, you lead uh, the, the prayer over our offering today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today and we're just thankful for all you do for us. Lord, we're thankful to be back in your house once again. We just pray, God, you be with us here today. Here in the service, and God, again, we're thankful to give back to you, Lord. Just pray that you take it, Lord, and just use it for the uplifting of your kingdom. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you take your hymnal. What page is that? You're supposed to be ahead of me. Everybody, stand today. Let's sing 322. Go tell it on the mountain. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. When I was a I asked the Lord to help me, and He showed me the way. Go tell it on the mountain, Jesus Christ is Lord. He made me a watchman upon the city wall. And though I am a Christian, 
I am the least of all. Go tell it the mountain, the hills, and everywhere. Go the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching, our silent spine night behold throughout heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Twas in a humble manger that Jesus Christ was born. The God of all creation became a child that born. Go tell it on the mountain over and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus sing the chorus one more time go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born Amen. You may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. Thank God for that. Well, we do have a special treat for you this morning. Uh, how many of you were here last week when Miss Ava sang Silent Night for us? Didn't you enjoy that? We're going to ask her to come and sing. Uh, I don't know, is anybody singing with her? Or is she just she's singing solo? Or? Okay. All right. Come on. Come on.
days the Lord uh, and thank God most of all that Ava gave her heart and life to Jesus uh, last Sunday morning. Isn't that wonderful? That's what's most important. All right, do we have a, a guitarist this morning? Ben, you going to play? Come on, buddy.
job. Well, praise the Lord today. And um, amen. I'll tell you what, I think we need to encourage all of our children to use their gifts and abilities for Jesus. Uh, if we don't do that, the devil's going to encourage them to use them for him. Amen. So, uh, well, I tell you, I'm thankful. Uh, Holly and I were talking this week just about not only the number of van kids that we have coming. We fed right at uh, uh, just short of 60 kids this past Wednesday night. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Praise the Lord for that. And not all of those were van kids. Some were, were church kids as well. But, you know, just even with those that are here this morning, our church kids, you know, I, I would estimate we have right about 20 that the Lord has blessed us with here. And there are a lot of churches that are much larger than ours that can't say that. If you're, and I did this, I think, last Sunday, but I, listen, I'm going to keep honoring our young people. Because I believe God's pleased with that. If you're under 20 years old, would you uh, stand this morning? Amen? Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. You may be seated. And if you, ha- if you did not get a card, a gift card, Wednesday night, make sure you see Miss Holly. Miss Holly's playing Santa Claus today, all right? So you see Miss Holly, and she'll, uh, she'll make sure all of our kids have uh, a gift. Uh, we want to make sure that they know that they're loved and they're appreciated. Amen? All right, turn with me in your Bibles. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Yes, ma'am. I'm just glad this morning to be in the house. Amen. 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 Help us, Lord. Amen, Sarah. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Yes, it is. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Wonderful, Sarah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Do you believe that today? Amen. By the way, that is the first time that Ben has ever played in front of anybody. And I thought he did a wonderful job, don't you? Amen. That is great. We appreciate that. Uh, you can be turning to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. 
And while you're turning, so I am preaching on Christmas this morning. Hallelujah. And Lord willing, we'll preach on Christmas tonight and Wednesday night. And then we'll just see what God does next Sunday morning. Yeah, go ahead, Rebecca. Oh my goodness, Callie has a birthday Wednesday. Amen. Any other birthdays this morning? How how old are you going to be, youngin? Fourteen? Lord, she'll be driving and married for long. Amen. Any other birthdays? Let's sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Luke chapter number 2. Before we preach, let me read a couple of cards to you that have came in the mail. Miss Elma brought them to me this morning. Uh, Amen. The first one says, Thank you so much for the love, support, and encouragement the church family expressed for uh, L.V. and Shirley during Shirley's illness and passing. The flowers and meal were a wonderful, tangible example of this support. However, your prayers and encouragement have been even more appreciated. Family of Shirley Neese. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Continue to remember them. Also, we are thankful for your good help. Thank you. May God Fill your heart with joy during this beautiful Christmas uh, season as well as Happy New Year. This is from the J.T. Smith family. This is some of our supporting missionaries as Brother Smith uh, has been active on the field for many years in the Far East, the Asian Pacific. Uh, Amen. Isn't that wonderful to get a Christmas card from one of our missionaries? So praise the Lord for that. Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2, if you found your place, say amen. You can stand as we read the Word of God. And let me say this, Brother Josh read the Christmas story to our teenagers and our children um, Wednesday night, uh, and uh, Josh, would you not agree that, uh, that a good percentage of them had never heard the story, is that right? A good percentage of the children that were here Wednesday night had never heard the Christmas story. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Amen. Luke chapter number 2, we'll begin reading in verse number 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. I would have been too, can I get a witness? And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste 
and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in their heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. With the Lord's help today, I will preach on this thought when everything changed. When everything changed. Father in heaven, I love you. Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, that you would help us, God, uh, as we enter into this uh, time of preaching. Lord, that we would just continue right on through, um, Lord, with a spirit of worship. And God, you said in your word that when we worship you, we must do so in spirit and in truth. So Lord, we feel as if your spirit has graced us with your presence. But Lord, now I pray that you would just use the truth of thy word, God, to to bring comfort and, and help to all of our hearts. We know that during this season, Lord, as wonderful as it is to celebrate who you are and what you've done for us, Lord, at the same time, it, it can be tough, Lord, uh, especially when we've suffered loss and, uh, Lord, we're going through heartache and grief and, Lord, all the darkness that's permeating our world today and, Lord, uh, the separation and the division and, the frustration, God, we could just go on and on. But Lord, I'm thankful that, uh, Lord, in a world of darkness, God, You've shined the light of Your glory and Your grace through Your darling Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that You just help us, Lord, to, uh, Lord, just be reminded today of what Christmas is all about. And Lord, I pray that You would help us to be challenged by the example set forth by the, the shepherds, God, of how that if we've expended, experienced what it is to be saved, by Your grace, Lord, that we too would uh, go tell it on the mountain, Lord, and uh, uh, Lord, share the good, glorious news of the gospel. Move in our midst, work in our, in our hearts, God, uh, convict every sinner, draw them into Yourself and save them before it's too late. And God, Lord, uh, how we would rejoice, Lord, just to see a sinner come to Christ on this Sunday before Christmas. We'll praise You in advance for what you do in Jesus' name, we pray all God's people said. You may be seated. When everything changed, how many of you are thankful that you know what it is to be changed by God's amazing grace? Uh, again, the Christmas story, this is probably the most familiar passage in the Word of God uh, that relates to Christmas, although there are other passages in, in, uh, in the account of Matthew's Gospel, the wise men, uh, amen, the annunciation of the birth to, to, to Joseph and Mary. We could even go back uh, into the Old Testament, the writings of Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah, uh, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Uh, the government shall be on his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What a wonderful uh, verse of Scripture. I believe that's Isaiah 9, 6. Isaiah 53 is one of my favorite Christmas uh, passages. You say, preacher, why is that? Well, it deals about the cross. Uh, amen. You can't have Christmas without the cross. You've heard me say before, uh, I don't think that the nativity scene is complete unless a cross is included. Amen. 
Christ is all about the cross. Christmas is all about the cross. Jesus was born to suffer and to die so that we might be saved from our sins. Do you believe that today? But, uh, amen, I just love the story of the shepherds as I believe it uh, concisely presents to us the significance of Christmas and especially how it is our responsibility who have received the good news of the gospel to follow the example of the shepherds and go tell it on the mountain, amen, over the hills and everywhere that Jesus Christ is born. Let's get right into the text today. Verse number 8, a situation that we're in the same country, shepherds abiding in the flock, the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now you think about these shepherds. Uh, and, is, and I think I mentioned this Sunday night. Boy, we had ourselves a time this past Sunday night. Lord, I tell you, preaching. Somebody say, surely the, the, the Holy Ghost can't show up when you're preaching through the book of Romans. Well, He sure did. This past Sunday night, we had ourselves a time uh, as we uh, preached about uh, what's underneath God's Christmas tree, some of the blessings and benefits, and I see some gifts, amen, that have been brought, and uh, if you haven't done so, uh, amen, bring a gift uh, and put it on under God's Christmas tree as some of the spiritual benefits and blessings that God has given to you, amen, apart from and on top of. Uh, the greatest gift that's ever been given, and that's salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. But again, these shepherds, boy, you know, uh, the Lord could have chosen anybody to, uh, to, to uh, appear that first time and to announce the good news, but God chose to do so uh, with a, a poor uh, bunch of, of lowly shepherds, Jewish shepherds, who were just minding their own business, tending to their flock on the hillside. I want you to think about it today. They were poor, lower-class Jews that were considered to be unimportant. Uh, amen. And, and, and very few, if anybody at all, knew about them. But there was a God in heaven that knew about those shepherds. And they might not have been important to anybody else, but they sure were important enough to God to be the ones that He hand-selected to be the first missionaries the world's ever known. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, you know, the shepherds, when, when the angel appeared, they were uh, surrounded in a world of darkness and hopelessness. Reminds us of the condition of our world today. Amen. They were in under bondage. They were living in their homeland, but they were uh, slaves to the, to the Roman authorities. And, uh, amen, that world was just as hopeless uh, in their day as it is in our day. Amen. They were living in a state of darkness, and that reminds me, and I'm going to give you some Scripture this morning. Is that okay? Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Amen. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And friend, I'm telling you, just like those shepherds were enveloped by the darkness of that uh, first Christmas night, amen, so also 
There's a world full of lost sinners, amen, that are uh, shrouded and covered in a world of darkness, amen. And apart from Christ, that's where all of us are. Amen. We, we who are saved know what it is to walk in darkness. Amen. But I'm thankful it doesn't end there. Amen. Can I ask you this this morning? Do you know anybody that's walking in darkness right now? Do you know anybody, uh, amen, that would fit this description of whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not? I'm telling you... Uh, uh, you know, that's, that is the scariest thing about the world in which we live today. And that is that uh, more so than ever, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not. I'm talking about people whose minds are corrupt. Minds are depraved. Minds, uh, amen, uh, have no uh, ability to, to logically or reasonably comprehend or discern between truth and error, right and wrong, and light and darkness. Friend, that's two things that won't mix, they never have mixed, they never will mix. And that is light and darkness. Either you're in the light or you're walking in darkness. And friend, if you try to have one foot in the, in the light and the other foot in the darkness, amen, uh, amen, God's not pleased with that. Uh, hallelujah, glory to God. Y'all help me preach this morning. Amen. But I'm thankful that God is able to overcome the darkness. And that's where the illumination comes in. Verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. I mean, they were sitting there in the darkness, minding their own business. Not a care in the world. Amen. All they had to focus on the, the most important priority uh, on that night was to make sure that their sheep were taken care of. Amen. But suddenly, uh, amen, uh, without expectation, they weren't looking for it. But out of the blue or out of the darkness, God interrupted their business. He illuminated and enlightened their world of darkness and He shined the light of God's love into their lives. Aren't you thankful that when you were in a world of darkness, amen, uh, you weren't looking for it. Uh, you weren't seeking after it. You weren't searching for it. But out of nowhere, God showed up and He shined the light of glory and grace into your life and you've never been the same since the light showed up. Amen. How many of you are thankful that you know what it is for the light to, to show up? Amen. Yeah, well, I think about old Paul on the Damascus Road. He was on his way to persecute the church. There was a group of prisoners there at Damascus who had been uh, caught red-handed. Uh, they were followers of Jesus. And Paul had come to take care of business. Amen. And all of a sudden, as he came near Damascus, suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? You say, preacher, what made the difference uh, in Paul's world of darkness? I'm telling you, brother, it was the day that the light uh, began to shine in his heart. God turned the light on. Uh, amen. In Paul's uh, world of darkness, and he was never the same. Amen. John 1, in the beginning was the Word. 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. How many of you believe that today? The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Do you know that's how the world came into, into business, into being, into existence. God spoke and the light turned on. Uh, in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God said, let there be light, and the light turned on. And it's been shining ever since. Amen. Uh, amen. John eight twelve. then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You helped me preach this morning. Amen. You don't have to walk in darkness. Amen. This world is full of darkness. Amen. But I'm thankful that I have a light. I'm thankful that I know the light. And His name is Jesus. And He is the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill which cannot be hid. Amen. One thing you can't do in darkness is hide the light. Amen. When the light comes on, amen, it'll expose the darkness for what it is. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Amen. I'm talking about there was no light and all of a sudden God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Amen. God can take nothing and make something out of it. Uh, amen. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Amen. But then He hath shined it in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. I'm telling you, friend, the greatest treasure that exists in your heart, if you know what it is to be saved, uh, amen, is if there was a day, a time, and a place to where, uh, amen, you were walking in darkness and all of a sudden, God flipped the light switch on, amen. He shined the light of the glory of God into your hearts, amen. He lit you up. Can I get a witness today? Amen. And ever since that day, God's light has been shining out of the abundance of your heart. Isn't that great? Uh, amen. Uh, and you know, you've heard me say it before, the difference between the Old Testament saints who, who knew what it was to experience the glory of God. But the only way they could access God's glory was on the outside and externally as the light of God's glory reflected off of them, amen, like it did Moses when he came down off the mountain and the light was shining, amen, was reflecting off of his face. But friend, uh, amen, ever since the Holy Ghost was birthed into heart, the hearts of God's people on the day of Pentecost, amen, we don't have to access the light of God externally and on the outside, Amen. But on the day we got born again, God shone the light of His glory inside our hearts. And now we have uh, an unlimited access to the availability of God's light as it radiates out of our hearts inwardly and on the inside. Friend, aren't you glad that the light's burning? 
on the inside. We preached about that last Sunday, didn't we? Amen? Uh, amen. Hey, God forbid that we'd experience burnout in our lives as Christians. Amen. Once the light turns on, it ought never go out. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, that's what we need today. We need God to light the church up. I mean, just light us up. Amen. To ignite a fire in our hearts to where it would never be the sun. Let me give you some more Scripture. The Bible says it a whole lot better than I can. Second Peter 2, 9 and 10, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Friend, that's God's will for His people to call you out of darkness uh, to walk in His marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You say, preacher, I'm saved, but you say, but you're still walking in darkness. Friend, there's a problem there. Amen. Because when God, uh, amen, births somebody into His family, He calls them out of darkness that they might begin to walk in the newness of His marvelous light. Colossians 1, 12 and 13, giving thanks unto the Father. Amen. We can thank God at Christmas time. Hallelujah. Which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Friend, I changed kingdoms. Amen. I once was a part of a kingdom of darkness, but now I've been lit up. I've been enlightened. And I have been brought over into the kingdom of God's marvelous light. Friend, I'm thankful for that today. The day that God turned the light on and shined His light into my heart and life. Amen. Reaction. Verse 9, and they were sore afraid. <laughs> Isn't that good? Praise the Lord, and they were sore afraid. Those who were in darkness, listen, do not understand and, not, and cannot comprehend the things that are of the light. Amen. Those who are in darkness enjoy the things of darkness. Those who are in darkness have an appetite for darkness. Amen. Those who are of the light, amen, they feel more comfortable walking in the light as He is in the light, amen. They want to be where He's at. They want to do what He does. They want to be followers of Him. They want to imitate the light of God. Amen. Friend, if you, have, if you feel more comfortable walking in darkness than you do in light, you've got a problem. Amen. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, but they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. They are spiritually discerned. John 1, 5, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Amen? 1 John 1, 5-7, through 7, This then is the message which we have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light. How many of you believe today that God is light? In Him, Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with, fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, 
His Son cleanseth us from all sin. Notice that if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Amen. Who do you like to fellowship with today? Do you like to run with people of the darkness? Or do you like to walk with children of the light? Amen. Amen. I believe birds of a feather flock together. And if you're of the light, you want to be around others who are of the light. Amen. If you have a, a, an appetite for darkness rather than light, chances are you need to get born again. John three nineteen. Boy, y'all, that's two weeks in a row. Man, I tell you, you work hard to prepare a message. You're dead as a hammer. Amen. You're distracted by Christmas. Amen. Friend, I'm preaching about Christmas. Christmas isn't about the parties. Amen. And the presents. And, all, and the people and, and, and fellowship with our family. It's about the day that the light showed up and shined in our world of darkness. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to preach whether you help me or not. Amen. John 3, 19. And this is the condemnation. Are you listening to me this morning? This is the condemnation. See, we want to focus on John 3, 16. And I'm thankful for John 3, 16. I'm thankful for the greatest gift that's ever been given. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Aren't you thankful for that great gift? But you know the condemnation? And that is that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness more than they do the light. How many of you have, have seen that? How many of you know what I'm talking about today? In spite of the fact that light's come into the world. God gave His only Son, but yet men still are choosing darkness over the light. That's condemnation. That's what will damn your soul to hell. Is having the light and rejecting the light and choosing the darkness of your sin and over the light of God's love. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Amen. For everyone that doeth evil... Hateth the light. How many of you would say we live in a world that hates the light? Why? Because we live in a world of darkness. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. Amen. That his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. Friend, I'm telling you that a scientific principle as true as the law of gravity. And that is... That men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And one thing about it, the, the, the light of God's love will expose the darkness of man's sin. And those who love darkness don't like their sin be exposed. And then you know some of the worst sins that could ever be committed are committed in a world of darkness. Amen? Why? Because we want to hide our sins. We want to cover our sins. We don't want anybody to know about our sins. Amen. You say, preacher, why do my family and my friends don't want anything to do with me? Amen. Why? Uh, you know, I thought they'd be happy that God saved me and changed my life. But they want to make accusations against me. And they want to say things, just give Him a little while and He'll be back to the way He used to be. Amen. You say, preacher, why is that? Because your light is exposing their darkness. Amen. People say, uh, well, uh, 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 amen, what am I going to do about my old friends now that I'm saved? You won't have to do nothing. Amen. You just start letting your light shine. 
Uh, amen. And they'll tuck tail and they'll run the other way because they don't want your light to expose the darkness of their sin. Friend, again, do you have more of an appetite for the light? Or do you desire the things of darkness? If you're of the truth, you'll want to walk in the light as He's in the light. Amen? And that's just as true as I'm standing here today. Oh, I'm trying to preach this morning. Presentation. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. And then you say, Preacher, what are you talking about? I'm talking about some good news today. How many of you are looking for some good news this morning? How many, how many of you turned on Fox News this morning and, and heard about some bad news? Brother, you turn the news on, you leave it on for an hour, amen, and you'll have to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, amen. You'll go crazy because of all the bad news that's going on. Man, I'll tell you, just when you think you've heard it all, then you hear something else. Man, I was, I was reading, I should know better than to, to have the Fox News app, amen. And don't get me wrong, Fox News is better than some of that other mess. Amen, but you still can't trust it. Amen. But I was reading down through there and I saw something that just made me say, what in the world? I ain't never heard the likes. Somewhere they had this bright idea to hold a transgender hockey game. Man, that right there tells me something ain't going to go right. And they said that during the middle of that transgender hockey game, some woman got body slammed by a man identifying as a woman on the hockey rink. There you go, amen. That's darkness, amen. God help, amen. But I've got some good news today. And I'm thankful that in a world of darkness, amen, we uh, have some good news. And the shepherds were, weren't even looking for it, but, the, but God loved them enough to send an angel. To share some good news. Anybody have any good news this morning? Well, we've already heard some good news. Dad's testimony about Crystal Dewey's, that's good news. Amen? God still answers prayer. God still saves souls. Amen? God still performs miracles. God's in the business of taking care of His youngins. I believe in a world of darkness, there's still some good news. Good tidings. An angel... Do you know what an angel is? A messenger. An evangelist. Or a spiritual mailman. In the Greek language, that word uh, evangelist is transliterated from the Greek word evangelion. An evangelist. I mean, it's a messenger. It's an angel. Josh is an evangelist. I guess he's an angel. Praise God. Tell your wife, hallelujah, I'll do that. See what she has to say. <laughs> amen. But, but amen, those, that angel was a messenger. And we who are saved have been commissioned to be messengers of the good news. You say, preacher, what kind of good news? The good news of the gospel. Of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that allows sinners to be made righteous by the blood of Christ. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I mean, Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? Those, those shepherds would have never heard the good news if it hadn't been for an angel that God sent to share 
And how shall they preach? Except they be sin as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all, all obeyed the gospel. It's not enough to hear the gospel, it's you've got to obey the gospel. Amen. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. Isn't that wonderful? Do you know that's God's desire for His evangelists, for His messengers, for His angels? Is that we might share the good news of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Production. What did it produce? The gospel. It's going to be good tidings of great joy. Amen. Man, as I look out over the church, the one of you that ain't sleeping, hallelujah. Some of you are poor mouthing, amen. You got a frown on your face. You look like you lost your best friend. You ought to be shouting and praising the Lord because of the good news of the gospel. The good tidings of great joy. Amen. We've got some things to rejoice about. The joy of the Lord is our strength. There is joy unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And we must not allow the devil to rob us of the joy knowing that in a world of darkness, God is still shining the light. Amen. I know it's hot, but can I just say to you that when Holly and I walked in this morning, about 7.30, the air condition was running. That's what we ought to have done. We ought to have just left the air on. Amen? I learned one of the first lessons I learned as a pastor is don't let your people get too hot or they'll go to sleep. Amen? That's right. Uh, amen? I ain't no fool. Hallelujah. But amen? Listen. Amen? Where there's warmth, there's light. Amen? We ought to be thankful for the light of God's glory and love. Amen. An inclusion. Not only is it a message of good, of good news that brings joy, but it's for all people. Amen. Aren't you thankful that it is a massive message of inclusion and not exclusion? Amen. God is not an elitist. The Calvinists are wrong. Jesus didn't just die for a few. His blood is sufficient for all. Amen. For all people. For all people. Say it with me. For all people. Amen. Red or yellow, black and white, they're all precious in His sight. Rich, poor. Amen. Lower class, upper class. Popular, unpopular. Uh, important or insignificant. They, they all mean something to Jesus and the good news is for all people. Amen. And it's beautifully shared, and I know for some of you this is repetition, but it's beautifully shown through the nativity. you got the shepherds. Poor, lowly Jews. But yet God, they were important enough to God to get the gospel. But then on the other hand, you had the wealthy Gentile wise men. But so also they were important enough for God to shine a light to point them to the manger. Do you believe that the gospel is good news of great joy which shall be to all people? Amen. But now, we have the real 
significance of the gospel and what Christmas is truly all about. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That is the foundation of Christmas. Christmas is all about salvation. Did you know that the name Jesus means salvation? Amen? You say, preacher, what's important about salvation? Well, it's the very same thing that, that the angel pronounced unto Joseph when he announced the impending birth of Jesus. Boy, Joseph was tore up, and if I was him, I would be too. Man, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm engaged and betrothed to this beautiful young virgin lady that's never known a man, and all of a sudden she's pregnant. There's a problem there. And according to the Jewish law, such should be stoned. Amen. But all of a sudden one day, another angel appeared to Joseph. Said, hold up boy, I got something for you. Amen. That baby she's carrying, amen, he's virgin born. And by the way, you cannot have the nativity without believing that Jesus was born of a virgin. Amen. A virgin shall conceive. And be with child. You say, preacher, explain that scientifically. I can't, but I still believe it because it's what the Bible says. Amen. Virgin shall conceive and be with child. And Joseph, or God, the angel told Joseph, said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Salvation. For he shall save his people from their sins. And friend, anything short of that message is not a true gospel message. And any Christmas story that does not include a Savior which was born to save His people from their sins is not the true Christmas message. Salvation. Christmas is all about salvation. I mean, Christ came to save His people from their sins not to deliver them from their problems. See, the disciples had a problem with that the entire earthly life of Jesus. Anytime they got in a bind, snapped their fingers, Jesus performed a miracle. They got hungry. Amen? Fed the 5,000. Going through a storm, He calmed the storm. Amen? Miracle after miracle. So, Oh, He must be our Deliverer. Well, yeah, He is your Deliverer. But more important, He's your Savior. Amen. And it is a message of salvation. Amen. Are you thankful for that today? Do you know that uh, in order to walk in the light, you've got to deal with the darkness? Amen. In order for light to move in, darkness must flee. See, a lot of people want light, but they don't want to deal with darkness. Amen. In order for the message to be of any value or benefit to you whatsoever in your life, the darkness must be dealt with. I'm thankful when Jesus came, He dealt with the darkness. Hallelujah. Humiliation, verse 12, And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Lying in a manger. So many things we could say, but I think the focus here is on the, amen, the humility of His birth. You think about that. Isn't that one of the more ironic 
things about the Christmas story. I mean, you've got the one they'd waited on forever. The one that the Scriptures foretold, the scribes, amen, the religious leaders, they knew that the Word of God was pointing to a coming Messiah. And He came. And you would think that His arrival and His appearance would be accompanied by all kinds of pomp and circumstance and extravagance. You'd think that He would have been born in a palace. Amen? With the wealthy and the elite, the rich. But no, He was born in the most humble of all circumstances. And I know you've heard it all your life, but if it ever gets old to you, amen, you need, uh, you need a fresh enlightening. And a fresh reminder of just what was involved in the birth of our Savior. His humiliation. Amen. The fact that He was born in a barn. Amen. He, 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 he lay. His bed consisted of a horse trough. The audience was barnyard animals. Amen. Isn't that... But does that not perfectly describe who Jesus was? As a man. See, we see, I believe in this story, we find both the humanity and the deity of Christ. The fact that uh, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, that's his humanity. That, that God was made flesh. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal of God. Amen. But He took upon Himself the form of flesh. He became a man. He made Himself of no reputation. See, that's the word kenosis there in the Greek language. It means an emptying, a self-emptying. Amen. Jesus emptied Himself of His divine attributes. He who was God was willing to become man. He made Himself of no reputation. He took upon Him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion of a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. The humiliating circumstances of Jesus Christ foretold the humiliating life that He lived. He didn't even have a place to lay His head. And He died on a cross as a criminal. Aren't you thankful Jesus was willing to humble Himself for you? Isaiah 53, For He shall grow up before Him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see Him, there is no beauty that we should desire Him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from Him. He was despised. And we esteemed Him not. Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we're healed. All we were like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to His own way. And the Lord hath laid on Him the iniquity of us all. I'm thankful for the humiliating circumstances of Christ's birth. He didn't come to be ministered unto, but He came to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. The manger represents the incarnation and the humanity of Christ 
Or as Isaiah said in chapter 9, verse 6, for unto us a child is given. But I'm glad that it didn't end there. I'm thankful that through His humiliation, amen, and through His death, what followed was an exaltation. Amen? He didn't stay in a manger. Amen? He, he's got a home now. Amen? And not only does He have a home, He's preparing us a home. Amen? And He's got a throne that He's sitting on. Hallelujah. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. I mean in that, in that world of darkness in the stillness of night where nobody in the world other than those shepherds knew something strange was going on. <laughs> Amen. But yet... The angels couldn't help but break forth in exaltation, glorifying the name of God because of the miracle that was transpiring as light began to shine in a world of darkness. I'm talking about when everything changed this morning. Philippians 2, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. At the manger, the shepherds bowed down and worshipped Him. Whenever the wise men came, most people think it was actually a couple years later, I believe those kings bowed down and worshipped Him. But one of these days, every knee should bow. And every tongue shall confess, even the devil himself, that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Are you thankful for the exaltation of Jesus? Not just unto us a child is born, but unto us a son. Amen. Emmanuel, which means God with us. That little, boy, that little baby lying in the manger is actually the God who spoke the world's into existence. Amen. But then there's got to be a decision. So what, what were, the, what were the, the shepherds going to do about it? I mean, all of a sudden, God enlightened them. He illuminated them. He shared the, the, the good news of the Gospel to them by way of the angel. They heard the Word of God. And they, maybe they even believed the message that was told to them. But yet, what were they going to do? You see, this process of being brought out of darkness and into light, there's, a, there's a, a responsibility on man's part as well. What are we going to do with Jesus? How are we going to respond to the message, the good news? Amen. That unto, not just unto us, but unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. How are you going to respond to the invitation to come and bow at the feet of Jesus? Well, the shepherds made the right decision, didn't they? Amen? And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. Friend, you must make a willful decision to receive Jesus, just as those shepherds did. Amen? If they had chosen to remain 
in the darkness of that field, in spite of the message they had heard and the things they had saw, they would have remained in their world of darkness. But because they willfully and voluntarily chose to go to the manger and humble themselves before the feet of that baby, the, the, main, the, the bed of that baby lying in a horse trough, the Bible says, for as many as he, he came into his own, and his own received him not. But unto as many, whether it be the shepherds or the wise men, or the Baptists, amen. Amen. Or the Chinese, or the rich, or the poor. Amen. Or the Africans. For as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Aren't you thankful for the individual nature of the message of the good news? Amen. Intersection. Verse 16, And they came with haste. Well, I like that phrase, don't you? They didn't wait about it. They didn't think about it. They didn't contemplate it. They just reacted. Amen. They responded to what they'd seen and what they heard. They came with faith. They came with haste. And they found what, what had been told to them just exactly as it had been given out. Found Mary, Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Let me ask you, do you think they were disappointed by what they found? Amen. This was a life-changing event. It was a supernatural encounter and experience that occurred in the lives of these shepherds that they never would forget. This was the night when everything changed. Amen? Aren't you thankful that, that, that salvation... And you know, it's a shame. And don't get me wrong. I've been preaching for 16 years, so I'm used to it. I can't judge the response by or judge the success of a message by the response. But you know, this entire time I've been preaching, you know what the devil's been putting in my mind? You're boring them. With things they've heard many times before. Do you know what? That may be right. And I'm not speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. I'm talking about the greatest message that's ever been given. The way. Uh, I'm telling you, whether, you know, the gospel from the beginning to the end, the birth, the, 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 the virgin birth, the sinless life, the vicarious death, and the supernatural resur resurrection of Jesus, it's nothing short of a masterpiece that nobody could have reproduced or replicated on their own or by themselves. It has to be a miracle because nobody could come up with this. What a beautiful story. Amen? Amen? But friend, I'm thankful that it's more than just a story. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a fantasy. It's greater than, than, than Santa Claus. Amen? It's more important than Frosty and Rudolph. Can I get a witness? I'm talking about the very thing that changed your life. In my life, just as it changed, it for did you, listen. It forever changed the lives of those shepherds. They were never the same because of what they experienced on that night. It wasn't just a belief. 
It wasn't just an idea. It wasn't just something they heard about, something they were told, or even something they seen. It's something that happened to them personally and individually that they never recovered from. It changed their life! And it'll do the same for you. And it'll do the same for me. And if it doesn't, maybe we just heard about it and hadn't really experienced it for ourselves. Yeah, man, hallelujah, praise the Lord. So what happened? See, it wasn't just an enlightenment. You can be enlightened and still go to hell. Amen? God can turn the light on in your life and show you and reveal things to you. Show you you're a sinner. You can be convicted. You can be drawn to Jesus and still die lost. You've got to willfully and voluntarily decide for yourself that I'm going to accept and experience and have a head encounter, head-on encounter with Jesus. Say, so, preacher, how do you know it was real? Well, look with me at the rest of the story as we finish up this morning. Declaration, verse 17. And when they had seen it, <laughs> they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. Friend, they didn't hide what happened. They went and told everybody they could about the newborn babe, a Savior that had come into the world. Amen? For whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. I don't believe that even if, even if God had told them to keep quiet. I don't think they could have. They just couldn't help themselves but go tell, tell somebody what had happened to them and what they'd seen and experienced at that life Changing encounter at a stable in Bethlehem. Can I say this this morning? Where there is a private profession, there will be a public confession. Uh, you know, and it doesn't always happen immediately. Or instantaneously. Old Nicodemus, he was a secret disciple for so long. But there came a day that he couldn't hide his true identity and he had to let the cat out of the bag. I'm one of his. <laughs> Amen? See, I've got a problem with these secret disciples. These people that say, oh yeah, I believe, but shh, don't tell nobody about it. I knocked on a woman's door one time. Right down the road. Put me in the flesh. I got mad about it. I know that surprises you. I said, do you go to church? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? And I was kind. She said, I don't believe that's any of your business. That's private. And that's personal. That ain't, that ain't what my Bible says. There ain't no such thing as private and secret of Christianity. Amen. He was not ashamed. You think about that. Jesus was not ashamed to identify Himself with you. Now my question is, should he have been? <laughs> Sometimes my own daddy seems like he's ashamed to identify with me. <laughs> but Jesus is not ashamed of you. Can I say that again this morning? You ought to be shouting it out and running the aisles and walking the pews. Jesus is not ashamed of you. So why would we be ashamed of Jesus? Whosoever believeth in Him shall not 
be ashamed. Amen. Mary kept all these. But, but listen, look at this. I love this. <laughs> Verse 18, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. In other words, that life-changing encounter that occurred that night when everything changed, and every one of us should be able to identify with this, the night when our world was turned upside down. Old things passed away, all things become new. But the difference and the distinction didn't stop there. But it continued. And it went on and on and on. And all those that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by those poor, underclass, Jewish, dirty-smelling shepherds. I hope you do know that, that in Jewish society, the shepherds were considered outcasts. Dirty, filthy, nasty shepherds. But yet, I believe word got around out there in the fields of Bethlehem and amongst the populace there. And you heard about them crazy boys that said they saw that, that light <laughs> out there on the hillside and there's angels out there. And they went to that stable and they saw that Savior. They worshipped that newborn baby. I'm telling you, the difference that, that took place in their lives made a difference in the lives of others. And friend, if we'll do what we've been commanded to do, the difference that's been made in us will carry over. It'll have a monopoly effect and it'll make, the diff make a difference in a world of darkness. Man, you can't, ha you can't shine a light in a dark place and there not be a difference. We use the darkness of our world as an excuse for hiding our light in under a bushel. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. We've got more of an opportunity to make a difference in this world than we ever have before. Because this world is darker than it's ever been. But the light that abides in our hearts is just as bright as it ever has been. Hey, your light may dim, but the light of Jesus, it ain't going out, brother. Amen? Amen? Ramification. And the shepherds return glorifying, praising God. That's what we ought to be doing. Amen. We ought to be swinging, if there were chandeliers, swinging from the chandeliers about the birth of Jesus. Amen. Don't miss the Christmas service next week if you can. One of the, one of the most spirit-filled services I've been in, I remember as a child, was when we just broke out testifying and praising God on Christmas morning. Amen. They rejoice, they return glorifying, praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. Don't miss this. As it had been told unto them. Do you understand? They would have never returned. Rejoicing, praising, and glorifying God. They had never heard about it. They had never seen it. They would have never experienced it. 
that have never had that life-changing moment in their lives unless somebody loved them enough to tell them about it. And that's where our responsibility comes in. We've got to be willing to tell others just as others were willing to tell us. And you know what happens when one light is passed over to another light? You ever, I, I don't know, maybe the Lord's giving me an inkling here, but you ever been at a candlelight service? Raise your hand if you've ever been to a candlelight service. It starts with one light. <laughs> and one light becomes two lights, and two lights becomes three lights, and three lights becomes four lights, and it just goes from one pew to the other, and all of a sudden, you've got half the room that's lighted up while the other is still in darkness. But then as that light continues to spread from one person to another, and from one, from one pew to the next, what were, was a room full of pitch black darkness is all of a sudden a blazing splendor of light. And that's our responsibility. And that's what God has commanded us to do. The night when everything changed. Let's all stand this morning. Father in heaven, I love you. And Lord, I pray that Your Word, God, what I've done today is to try to preach the Gospel. And Father, Lord, I pray that we who are saved and we who have experienced it would not keep it to ourselves, but would make sure that we share that which we have received with a lost and dying world. Oh God, for those who are saved, God, help us to make sure that we're walking in the light as He is in the light. God forbid that those who have been saved would prefer darkness over light. But God, I pray if there might be one here today that's heard the message. Maybe they even believe the message. But Father, I pray that they'd come and bow down at an old-fashioned altar just like those shepherds came and bowed down at that lowly manger. And God, it'd be a day they'd never forget. And it'd be a day when everything changed. God, we've had several children whose lives have been changed. Several souls that have been saved recently right here at United Baptist Church. If there might be one today that's lost. Would you illuminate them? Would you light them up? Would you draw them to yourself and help them to respond and receive you? So that it might be a day that they'll never forget when everything changed. Have you willing your way during the invitation for those who need to come, help them to respond. Oh God, maybe just like the shepherds and the wise men, maybe you'd just have us to come and bow down at your nail scarred feet here today and thank you for loving us enough to to shine Your light into our world of darkness. Move in our midst during this invitation. We're going to praise You for what You do in Jesus' name. Lord, save us, sinner. Older young person, if there's one today that does not know You, would You bring them to Yourself, help them to bow down at Your feet and be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. While these are praying, some have already come. How